On today's episode of Lock on Lightning, the Lightning bounce back after that embarrassing loss at home when two straight and one in Chicago to kick off their six-game West Coast Pacific Northwest trip. Talk all about that. But first, I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So without further ado, let's play that music. Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. What's up, everybody? I hope everyone's having a good morning. Happy Tuesday. On today's episode, we discuss the Lightning bouncing back after that really, and and if you want to go back and and listen to the episode, very embarrassing, horrendous performance that they had, excuse me, the other night, a couple of nights ago last week against Pittsburgh Penguins, but they bounced back at home, beat the Detroit Red Wings 3-1. And then they go on to Chicago. They beat Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, 6-3. So, uh, you know, very, very good bounce back wins. Uh, I, I stated extensively on the last episode when we were discussing that Penguins game about how just the complete unraveling uh, that we saw, that how important it was, especially with this six-game road trip, the longest road trip that the Lightning will be on. Uh, this entire season as well as I think we'll look back as it possibly the the toughest just because of the time zones teams that they'll be playing tonight. They, they are in Winnipeg uh, team who has been struggling for the most part, a, a team that is one of those teams that we see every year. There, there's always a handful of teams that are still as the trade deadline starts the get nearer and nearer there's there's always a handful of teams and thankfully the lightning have not been in this position in years but there's always teams that are still very undecisive and i feel will wait till the absolute last minute to make moves and and make a decision as to whether or not they are sellers or buyers now quite frankly just looking from the outside looking in, I think that it, it's too late for Winnipeg. I just think the West is so competitive. I just think that there's so many other teams that are just ahead of them, even though those teams might be three, four, five points out of that last wild card spot. I just feel from what I have seen out of this Winnipeg team, and, and, and I'll talk about them more at the end of the episode, but just to kind of touch on them real quick. I, I think that they're they're one of those teams where they I haven't seen anything consistent about them. I mean they just had a tough season with their their head coach uh, who, who's been there for forever. It seems like Paul Maurice he resigned. Uh not really giving a reason as to why he's res- why he resigned, but one would have to figure that would probably be be because of, you know, let's face it, last two years have been pretty tough on NHL coaches. And I'm sure 
a lot of these guys are burnt out. And I wouldn't be surprised if, and, and he's not going to come out and say this, but I'm sure John Cooper, I'm surprised. I, I would be curious as if, you know, whether it's this, this off season or maybe in a couple of years, so we have someone sits down with John Cooper and us, what, how, how is your state of mind through all this? But we'll talk about that later. So get getting back to obviously the, the bulk of the, the episode and really, you know, the, the positives here is that, yes, I came out on the last episode and absolutely annihilated the lightning, but I think it was, I think it was warranted all things considered. I, and, and I, I stated, I, I probably hinted at this on the last episode, but I've also spoken about this on previous episodes that lightning were pretty much playing with fire this season. Um, just notorious slow starters, uh, not being able to, to, really take control of games early on, dominate from 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 opening puck drop to last buzzer. We haven't really seen that at all this season. And I mean, it, it's one of those things where as long as you're winning hockey games at the end of the day, it, you could look the other way. And I've said that for, for the most part, especially when the Lightning have come back, played well, and and have, have really taken control of games in the second period. So really kind of just to give you an overall perspective, uh, the Lightning are 22-1-4 when they, when they are the first team to score, which shows you that once they get the ball rolling, they're virtually unbeatable. And then when the opponent scores, they're 15-11-2. So basically that tells you that uh, the Lightning – if the other team, if they get their themselves into a hole early, uh, it's going to take some effort, if not a lot, to to get things, get the ball rolling. And and it's surprising because really, when you look at the way and, and how frequent the Lightning give up the first goal, um, all things considered, they're still outscoring opponents 53 to 45 in the first period over the course of the year. And then obviously, if you look at the stats as they progress throughout the game, of course, their their goals totals go up and up and up. So, you know, obviously playing in the second and third period and, and getting production from them is not something that's really been an issue. Uh, but obviously, we, we want to have them. Uh, play very well in the first period consistently, um, but yeah, just overall thoughts from these first game these these two games from the Red Wings and and the Blackhawks. First from the the Red Wings game, we saw Brian Elliott in this. Um, I I've been a huge critic of him all season, and, and I'll admit I've been maybe a little harsh just because let's face it he he's a backup, and when you're playing against a playing behind Andre Vasilevsky, the chances of you getting a normal frequency of starts is very slim. So, you know, all things considered, I can't really hate on him for it. But at the same time, what we've seen from Brian Elliott this year really has just been subpar performances. And and if you if you listen to us back in the in, in the offseason when when it was announced that he was signed, I loved that signing. Um I thought he was obviously with Curtis McElhenney uh, retiring. Uh, the Lightning obviously needed a a 
a solid backup, which they had in McElhenney the last two seasons. And, and you know, when you want to retire, you want to retire. I mean, no no fault to McElhenney. He won two cups. He did what he, did, he needed to do when, when he was given the task of, of coming in and, and, and helping this team win when Vasilevsky needed rest, and he did a very good job. Uh, so maybe we were also a little spoiled in that regard as well. And, and at the same time, you look around the NHL, uh, for the most part, a lot of teams uh, who, who have good goaltending situations, I mean, kind of the other teams to look at are the Blue Jackets, as well as even, even the, the Rangers. Um, they have some sort of a, a similar situation up there in New York, which is stark. And then you have Yorgiev, who's kind of been also struggling this year. But really, going back to Elliot, is that he he the issue I have with him is that he gives up. He doesn't make the saves consistently that he should be making. Uh, the one goal in this Red Wings game, really a, a puck that squeezed through. Now, if it's a hard shot through the five hole, that's one thing. I'm I'm willing to look the other way. If it's a very good shot that beats you, that's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with that. But in this game, in on this particular goal, you really it. I mean, this is a save, and and I'm sure he wants this balloon back. And and the Lightning ended up winning this game, and and it wasn't obviously a, a a game where at any point when we were looking at this that I don't think any of us were really particularly worried that the Lightning weren't going to come out on top because let's face it. The Lightning, listen, they, I mean, it's very, been very well documented and, and we've spoken about it on this show multiple times is that the Lightning struggle against the little team, the teams that really they should be beaten up on. But you know what? One might say that against a team like the Red Wings, but the Red Wings are a very unassumingly good team. They they really are. Uh, they They were kind of... I wouldn't say pathetic. That's a little bit of a harsh word, but uh, they they were definitely a team that you didn't think was going to make any noise. And and now they're starting to play well, and that really comes um, down to the, the the perfect mix of the the veteran presence that they have there, paired along with the the uh, with the young players that are starting to really develop there. Uh, so yeah, great game for the Lightning. Great bounce back game at home. Um, you got to see some guys score in this game that really you want to see score or, or whoever who have been scoring keep that production up. Uh, we had Braden Point score in this game, we had Sergeyev and Stamkos on the other two, so fantastic. And then you got to see points from Colton Hedman, Cooch, uh, and, and so you know, great all around performance. Uh, Elliot played well. Um, obviously, you know, <laughs> I would have liked, I want to see him get a shut up before the season ends. You know, I, I would really like to see that out of him. And also the bit, the big important thing, three out of four on the power play. So I, I think when this team scores, a, you know, has those kind of numbers, uh, regardless of who's on the other, on the other side of the ice from the lightning, I think they have a very good chance of winning. So we'll talk about the Blackhawks team in the second half, as well as Andre Vasilevsky's performance in that game. Very playoff like Vazzy, uh, even though 6 3 win. Um, 
Blackhawks played well. They took it to them. Can't can't really say, well, Vasilevsky should have made this or that. But I mean, it was it was a good game played by both teams. We'll talk all about that after the break. But first, I want to talk about our our first sponsor of the day, and that is Bet Online. Now, football might be over the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sporting bet sports betting. Needs bet online remains the best spot for all your favorite sports scores, podcasts, and news this off season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And we're back talking about the Blackhawks game uh, from the other night. Just want to thank everybody first, though, for making us your first listen of the day. If you want to give us a follow on our social media pages, go ahead and do so at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And go ahead and give us a follow on our YouTube page. Uh, We're starting to pop up the content on there right now. We'll probably start to put maybe three episodes a week up up on the YouTube. Other than that, give us a follow on our Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. And most importantly, we are 100% free. So go ahead and give us a five-star review as well if, if they allow you the option to do so. Really helps the show grow more. Um, we, I mean, we've been doing a fantastic, you guys have been doing, we're just here having fun. You guys are doing a fantastic job helping the show, the show grow. So we're talking about this Blackhawks game. Now <clears throat> I spoke about it on the last episode, even though the game already occurred, but I'll just reiterate Blacks are, Blackhawks are having a, just an abysmal season. I mean, it's just one of those years, and, and really what it comes down to is their goaltending situation. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury clearly isn't the the he he isn't the answer there. Um, that was just a weird trade that occurred. I believe it was last year. It seems like so far or long ago. But you know what? Blackhawks, for the most part, other than that other stuff that we won't get into, if you want to listen to all the, the, the controversy that – has surrounded this team. Go ahead and listen to lack, uh, black, uh, Locked on Blackhawks uh, with Jack Bushman. Uh, doing a great job over there covering the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, just first impressions from this game. Turned out the way we really would have thought it did. Uh, and, and what a very good way to, to get the six-game uh, road trip going. Uh, 6-3 win at the United Center. The Lightning have done a very good job against the Blackhawks, like we tweeted out before the game. 7-0-1 last season against the Blackhawks. Uh, Just pretty much much dominated them all season long. Just a very – just a – there's really no – it's really cut and dry. Just a very good team playing against a team that was not good. Um, I mean, there was also a lot of things going on with that. Obviously, the frequency of the schedule. Blackhawks weren't as seasoned as they are now. Uh, their captain, Jonathan Taves, was out for the year, and it was kind of Patrick Kane and Alex Brinkett just trying to keep the, the, the ship afloat to a certain degree, even though we kind of could all agree that there was, there was, there was no way this team was going to make the playoffs given um, what, what the division looked like last year with everybody together. So, but... Yeah, um, what what I spoke about with the with the Red Wings game, you know, nice to see everybody who has been involved get stay involved, and some of those assist numbers there on the side, um, and and I've spoken about this on last up ep- on a 
past couple episodes is that whenever you have two of the three of the comment of the trio of Kucherov, Stamkos, and and point score, if you get at least two of those guys scoring uh, in any game, the chances of you winning is just it, it's exponentially higher. I'm I'm very curious, and I really do want to go back to the numbers at some point. Um, I'm definitely going to probably do that sometime this week, but I definitely want to take a look at the numbers of what the, of what the lightning's winning percentage is when two out of those three guys score in a game, because I would have to imagine it's high. And, and even if you're not looking into the numbers and, and I've, I've tried to make it a point to where, I, I, I try to analyze games and play using numbers, but as well as I've, I've also tried to reiterate the fact that, you know, numbers aren't everything in the game of hockey. Um, and, and part of that has to do with the, uh, you know, hockey hasn't really caught up in analytics uh, to the other sports as we may have seen, um, which is good. I, I, I like the game the way it is here in terms of analytics, very simple, not as complex, but in this game, Great production you saw from all around. And those are the kind of games where you know everybody's rolling all cylinders. You saw goals in this game from Taylor Radish, who has been struggling a little bit late trying to score uh, score goals. Uh, you saw Hedman score twice, and then you saw Cal Foote and Corey Perry and Sergachev get involved on the scoring action as well. Uh, assists from 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 Foote, Sergachev, uh, Coach Stamkos, Sorelli, McDonough, um, Point and Colton. So once again, you're seeing guys who are sometimes either struggling to get on the stat sheet, whether it be scoring goals, scoring points, um, or guys that we are talking about them on a nightly basis. And that is something that is really, you can't undervalue, especially with, like I've stated on past episodes, just how I think, how important I really think that this road trip is going to be. Um, this is definitely one of the most important road trips, uh, if not the most important road trip that the Lightning will have all season long. Um, this is the kind of thing where it, it, a lot of it has to go into the, the time of year. And I'm curious if the NHL had any thought process to this in terms of, well, it's a mid-March road, uh, road trip. West Coast, why don't we send the defending champs out there and then have them come back and play against a very good three very good teams, Rangers, Carolina, and Boston. Um, so yeah, they're they're in Winnipeg tonight. Very good way to, to start off the the road trip in Chicago against, you know, really much of a lesser team. And then you have a team who also, I think when they made the schedule, they really thought that the Winnipeg Jets were gonna be a better team. But you know, we're gonna see good hockey tonight. I, I think regardless of, of you know, because the, the, the Winnipeg Jets are a very Jekyll and high team. Some nights they'll come out and play very good. And you'll think, wow, these guys, you know, without even looking at the at the standings, wow, these guys must be um, at the top of their division or at least uh, in the divisional race. Whereas, you know, there's other nights where they come out and they absolutely stink, uh, <laughs> to put it nicely. But, you know, whether... I, and I really fully believe that the Lightning will win tonight. I would like to see maybe like a 4-2 game, especially with Vasilevsky back in net. Who, uh, let's talk about him, and then we'll talk about the rest of the schedule real quick uh, for this for this week at least. Um, Vasilevsky just having a fantastic night the other night. And yes, he gave up three goals. Not entirely bad. I mean, that's going to happen. He's not going to go out there and pitch a shutout. Uh, but save 24 of 27 shots. Uh, 
you know what? I, I'm not going to complain about it, but he made a lot of tough saves in this game. And I spoke about it before how uh, this was a good game played by both teams. Um, you know, the, uh, this, like I said, this, this Blackhawks team isn't the abysmal collection of players that we may have seen a, a year ago. You know, a lot of that has to do, they got players back. They, they, they have guys who, who, who they've signed in the off season, most notably Seth Jones. Um, they, they've, they have young guys who are starting to learn really, really to, to, to go out there and play well, Dylan Strom. Alistair Brinkett, who now has over 30 goals, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Uh, he reminds me a lot. Doesn't really have the same um, kind of speed, but he reminds me a lot of Braden Point. Um, so, you know, keep an eye on him. If, if For all of you who I, I mean, we're all fans of Braden Point. So, but if you want to see someone else on another team who kind of plays a similar game, also similar size to Brinkett is one of the smaller players in the NHL coming in around five, nine, five, 10, um, 175 to it. 180, uh, very, very small. Uh, but you know, plays like a big guy go, he won't back down from a challenge. And, and that's the kind of thing that if you could score too, which he does plenty of, um, it's a recipe to, to, to make yourself one of the, the most, uh, I would say productive players in the NHL. So, yeah, Vasilevsky, going back to Vasilevsky, made a lot of tough saves in this game. Um, and I have to say, you know, and, and I've spoken about it here and there throughout the season. You know, it seems like Vasilevsky has kind of struggled. And, and, and I use that word very, very lightly. I, I wouldn't say he's had a bad year. Not at all. He's 30, 39 and four. With a save percentage of nine twenty, two shutouts. <clears throat> so he's he's having a Vasilevsky type season. But what I'm trying to say is that that it, we haven't really seen pure dominance. You know, we we. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and complain. I mean, he's still having a fantastic season. Almost one that was almost identical to the, the season in 2020 2021. So really what it comes down to is that we haven't really seen him as solid. And that's something that comes with, I think, playoff fatigue. Uh, the last couple of years, obviously playing as many games as he had. Uh, John Cooper uh, is not afraid to ride him in terms of just throwing him out there for as many starts as possible. Um, over Over 50 starts. Uh, from dating back to 2017 per season up until the 2019-2020 season. So he's played a ton of games. And then you count playoff games. So it wears down on you as the years go on. And, and yeah, he's a young player, but still, there's, there, there, there is a fatigue factor there. Um, but this year, he's, he's done a fantastic job, but we haven't really seen that 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 playoff like Vasilevsky yet we've seen we have we've seen shades of it here and there in in certain saves and and certain sequences and really this was the one game um that we've seen it the entire game he gave up three goals but still I mean that he just had that 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 energy around him I think if you look at how he just carried himself in this game 
certain situations, making great saves, um, not over committing something that we have seen him do here and there, but not in this game. The goals that he was beaten on, very good goals. Uh, most notably the one from Patrick Kane, which was a highlight real goal. Uh, just picking the top top right corner, uh, nothing he could do about that. Uh, and I mean, he was also a little screened by Eric Chernak too, so can't really fault him. Can't fault Chernak on that either. So, you know, all around great game, fantastic play from this team. Uh, all things considered, even after that Penguins game. And, and like I said, that's the kind of game that, you know, for you, you'll start to see who's real and who's not. How does a team respond to that? And the Lightning have not lost back-to-back games in regulation all season long. So that's another thing that you could chalk up to this team is that they always know how to bounce back from a win, uh, from a loss, regardless of how bad it is or in what way they lost, whether it be in regulation or overtime. So, yeah, I, I think tonight's going to be a very good game between Winnipeg and, and, the, and the Lightning, and, and we'll talk about that briefly to close things out. But first, I want to talk about today's last sponsor, and that is rockauto.com. Now, rockauto.com, if you've been listening to the show for a while, it's been our sponsors for a while now. And guess what? They're fantastic. They're family-owned. They're 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 serving do-it-yourselfers for the last twenty years. So, family business been around for twenty years. That checks off two boxes for me. Uh, those are the kind of businesses that you love to go to. The kind of businesses that you know you know are going to do right by you. And the best part is that they are super cheap. Why choose to spend thirty percent, fifty percent, or even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Uh, you know, if you have a Honda Odyssey, just to, you know, use an example, your fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. Well, guess what? At rockauto.com, that's $216. Look, look at that. Boom. You're already saving some money there. And they have everything you could need. You know, if you go to those other chain stores, you know, they, you might, they might have to order it. They might not even have it in stock, but guess what? Rockauto.com has all the parts you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're wrapping things up here, just closing out today's episode, talking about the Winnipeg Jets. Now, this is a game where I don't want to come out and and be overconfident and say, "Oh, the Lightning are going to go out there and just blow them out of the barn." I mean, that's that's first of all, that's just unrealistic. Um, I I don't think that the Winnipeg Jets are particularly a bad team, but I don't particularly think that they're a good team either. They're twenty four, twenty two, and ten on the season, where the Lightning, of course, come into this game thirty seven, twelve, and six. Winnipeg's coming off uh, two straight losses, one in OT, uh, a 4-1 loss in their previous game against the Rangers, and then a 4-3 loss in overtime to Dallas, where, of course, the Lightning are coming off two straight wins uh, after that abysmal 5-1 loss to Pittsburgh at Amelie. So Lightning on a roll, 8-2-0 in their last 10. Winnipeg struggling, like I said before, still trying to figure out whether or not they are a playoff team or, you know, you know, the, the trade deadline is coming up. 
it's on the 21st, but it'll be here before we know it. 13 days. So that's that's 13 days. Winnipeg's going to have to figure out whether or not they want to be sellers or buyers. I honestly think they, they can't do it. I think, um, unfortunately, that's all they all she wrote for them. And and I think we'll see it tonight. I think we'll we'll I think that Winnipeg will come out swinging. But I don't think they'll be able to 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 handle the onslaught of the Lightning, especially how they've played um, the last couple of games. I think this Lightning team is starting to really piece things together and 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 continuing their how they were playing before their brutal loss to Pittsburgh. So can't wait to see how they they could do that uh, up in Winnipeg on the road, as well as great goalie goalie matchup tonight you got Andre Andre Vasilevsky in, in net for the Lightning as well as Connor Hellebuck who has won the Vezina over the last few years uh going in net who's beat out Vasilevsky for the Vezina uh he's 18 20 and 9 on the season 2.95 goals against average with a save percentage of 9 1 0 and 3 shutouts so you know it doesn't have a lot in front of him but he's going to keep his team in the games uh expect him to definitely um be a big pain in the butt tonight against the Lightning's firepower. So the Lightning are definitely going to have to go out there and take it to him early so he doesn't get settled in. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss and recap this game as well as discuss the rest of the Lightning's road trip. As, like I said, they have a lot of tough opponents coming up, regardless of what you think of when you look at some of these teams um, on this West Coast trip. It's tough. Uh, You got Calgary on Thursday and then you got Edmonton on Saturday and then you get Vancouver on on Sunday and then Seattle next Wednesday. So tough tough games, tough t- start times for these guys. Uh three of those three of those last games are all 10 p.m. starts, so definitely make some coffee for that. So once again, that'll be it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Banker. I'll see you next one.